Hello and welcome to Life Unfiltered with Danielle Knife, the ultimate guide to navigating sobriety, multifamily investments, real estate, marriage, health, and the transformative journey to motherhood. Join Danielle as she explores the intricate avenues of these incredible life moments, offering insights, stories, and expert interviews to inspire and empower your own personal journey. Whether you're a beginner seeking guidance or a seasoned professional looking for fresh perspectives, this podcast is your compass to a holistic and fulfilling life. Let's dive in and embark on this incredible journey together. Welcome back to another episode of Life Unfiltered with Danielle Knight. I wanted to jump on here and um, give a little bit of my background in regards to the last episode, if you had listened to it or you have not, go back and listen to it. But it was about me coming to terms with being an alcoholic. Well, with that said, I want to talk about how I got from low to high. And what I mean by that is... How did I go from a jail sentence to being married and a successful businesswoman? Um, My second DUI was caused by, guess who? Me. (laughs) I drove into another person's lane. I wasn't going that fast. I was probably going about 20. And the other person was coming down the hill. I was going up the hill. And I was going to my old house that had a jacuzzi. Okay. Why I thought that that'd be a good day after drinking all day long. I drank sake, wine, beer, and whatever you can think of. Got in my car and literally drove up the street. I mean, I probably could have walked there faster, but I thought I needed to get to the jacuzzi. So, number one, that was my frame of thinking at that point. So, I got behind the wheel and I decided that I was going to drive back to my old place. And while in the means of driving there, uh, a family was going to dinner and I ruined that all for them. They were coming down the street, I swerved into their lane and hit their car. So there was, I spoke about this in the last episode, but there was a police officer that was knocking on my window and I obviously did not want to get out. So um, I proceeded to pretend that I couldn't hear her, get on my phone, call whomever, I don't even remember. but. Um, I say all that to say is that when I went to jail, I decided that I did not have a problem. Okay. I decided that I just got caught and that was the wrong thinking. Um, what I should have been thinking about was how I severely damaged these people's evening, how I gave them back pain and all this other stuff. So this family that was going to dinner happened to hate me. Shocking. We went, to a sh- we went to the sentencing for my second DUI in seven years, and the judge said, oh, we're going to throw the book at her and make an example out of me. So what they did was they gave me sentence, not sentence me, but I was facing four years in prison, not just jail, okay, where they put you in like bunk beds together for four years, prison with like murderers and like convicts and all sorts of stuff. So, <clears throat> excuse me, I um, didn't stop drinking there though because why would I? I'm a good old-fashioned alcoholic and there's nothing wrong with me but I say all that to say was my attorney said please 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 let's postpone this um, sentencing so he said go to AA meetings get in a DUI school and get your classes done so I immediately joined AA I went to um, DUI school for 18 months 
where they drug test you, you know, make sure you're not drinking. They give you breathalyzers, et cetera, every week. And I passed because I was white knuckling it during the week. And then Friday would come around after my class and I would be, you know, all wheels off. So with that said, um, the judge saw this. So my attorney asked for me to be placed on probation to see if I could get quote unquote good behavior because I was facing four years in jail. So I decided that I could do probation, you know, I'll just stop doing drugs. I never really did a lot of drugs anyways, but, um, excuse me, I realized that they were going to drug test me. So in order to pass probation, I needed to, you know, have a clean drug test. So I say all that to say is that I did 18 months of DUI school and I passed it just fine. I, um, was prolonging my case so that the heat was not so aggressive because the DA disliked me, the people I hit disliked me, etc. So I want to fast forward a little bit to three and a half years of sobriety and um, three and a half years of longing, prolonging my case out. And what I mean by that is that, thank goodness my attorney prolonged my case out because this is what happened and I can't say it was me. It was God for sure. So um, it was coming sentencing time and I was working on four years of sobriety and I had been asking to go to nursing school because I really wanted to be a nurse. So I thought God had other plans, but that's what I thought I wanted. So I decided that, um, you know, drinking wasn't for me anymore and I was okay with that. So I wanted to ask for the judge to completely remove this off my Uh, record because I wasn't going to be able to go into nursing school and the judge obviously was very apprehensive etc well I came in year four flying back and forth from Alabama because I had moved to Alabama at this point on probation every week paying money you know peeing in a cup very humiliating but it is what it is Um, and the judge saw that I still had four years of sobriety and he was like wow that's really good Well, we came to the last sentencing and, um, you know, the judge and the DA had seen so much progress in me um, and they wanted to make sure that, you know, they kind of rewarded me for that, but I had no idea. So enter in the people I hit, okay? They asked to speak with the judge and I was like, oh Lord, baby Jesus, please do not ask to sentence me to jail. I have been clean and sober. I don't know how I can go to jail sober, but I knew that with anything with God I can do. So I just prayed. They stood up and the mom started talking. And she said, I really want to ask for forgiveness for Danielle and I want to drop these charges. And you could hear a pin drop in that room. The DA went, (gasps) the judge obviously didn't react because he just doesn't react. And the DA wasn't expecting that. My attorney was like, had a tear in his eye. Love you, Bob Courtney. And uh, he kind of just squeezed my leg and uh, it was a real spiritual moment. My mom's obviously crying. And, and at this point, no one's saying yes, but everybody could feel the Holy Spirit in the room. And the mother said, my son is struggling with alcoholism. And I would hate for my kid to go to jail because of one mistake. And I have seen Danielle turn her life around. And I see that she's being an example for people. Can we give her pardons on this case? And so the judge turned and looked at my uh, attorney and looked at myself, um, and I still get chills about it today. And he said, 
in 36 years of being a judge, I have never taken felony counts, four of them, off anybody's record. But today, I will grant that wish. And if you could have seen <laughs> the entire DA, myself, my mother, my attorney, the people who I hit, everybody was crying, everybody was hugging, and it was the most magical moment of my life. And I am so eternally thankful for that. So I wanted to give you a little bit of backstory of my four years facing in prison to where I'm at today. Fast forward to um, my husband and I meeting on a good old fashioned app called Match.com. It works if you work it. So um, I met my husband, we talked for about a month and a half on the phone. And at this point I was going to nursing school. And while I was in school, I kept having a roadblock of two more classes, three more classes. Cause in Los Angeles, I was going straight into nursing school. But when I moved to Alabama, they just kept adding classes. And so I was praying hard and I asked God and I said, God, what, what is my calling? What am I supposed to be doing? Please help me. I just need a sign or something. Well, okay. I got me a sign. I can assure you. So I was sleeping one night and I had been praying and I said, God, what is it that you want me to do? And I had been thinking about real estate and I was taking a shower and I had a dog at the time. Her name was Lucy. God rest her soul. And um, I was showering and not thinking about anything. And I was praying and kind of just, you know, asking for guidance. And um, I hear real estate. <laughs> Clear as day. I flip open that shower curtain, shower, wet hair and all, get out of the shower. I'm in the towel. I'm looking under my bed. I'm looking in the closets. I'm looking all over the place. Like who is in my house? <laughs> so the door was locked. I am like petrified. I was like. OMG. So I'm looking at the dog. Dog's looking at me crazy because there's water everywhere all over my house. <laughs> so then I uh, get back in the shower and I'm washing my hair off. And I was like, wow, that was really scary. <laughs> so after that, I go to sleep that night. And the very next night, I'm sleeping. It's about 2.30 or 3.30 in the morning. I can't remember what time. And you guessed it. I hear clear as a bell, real estate. And it wakes me up out of a dead sleep. And I was like, okay all right, uh, either I'm going crazy or this is a sign from the Holy Spirit, <laughs> one of the two. Um, and I've never audibly heard the Holy Spirit before. I have a couple times like in my like gut, you feel it, uh, but not audibly like that. So then Seth and I were going on our first date and happened to be that Friday. And I was telling him, you know, I'm not going to sleep with you. I'm not going to drink with you and I'm not going to do drugs with you. So <laughs> if that's what you want, I'm out. And it was really funny because these ladies behind us were doing a girls' night, and they stood up and started clapping. <laughs> like It was hilarious. And so um, at that point, he said to me, have you ever thought about real estate? <laughs> I said, okay, Jesus, I hear you. I hear you. I hear what's going on here. So fast forward to, you know, doing what God called me to do. I finished out my last semester in school. I have a lot of student loan and debt to prove it. And um, realized, you know what, I'm going to take my real estate stuff. So I started taking my classes and, you know, I passed the class and then uh, six months of training. And then, you know, you've got to take your boards. Well, I'm just really not the best best taker of tests. So 
what I did was I took it over and over until I passed it, okay? <laughs> and so once I knew that this is what I was supposed to do, I was like, okay, nothing's going to stop me and the devil's going to try to get in the way and I'm not going to let you. So um, I did not get discouraged. I just kept pushing forward. And when I did that, I passed the test um, and became an agent. And it has been nothing but God's will on my life since then. I have helped people. I have been a blessing. People have been a blessing to me. And um, that's what it's about today. So, you know, those types of things from a very low start in my life, from the abusive childhood to facing four years in prison, to having a judge pardon my felonies, to hearing real estate in my sleep, sounds crazy, meeting my husband, getting into real estate, and it's been nothing but, you know, smooth sailing since then, you know, but anything in life working for that is worthwhile is tough. Nothing in life comes to you easily. You have to have a proper mindset. And I just wanted you guys to hear that I am now married to my soulmate. I am successful in business and I'm a grateful entrepreneur. And if I can do it, you can do it. And I know I say that all the time, but I promise you that if you just buckle down and hear the things that I have to say in regards to my start, because I shouldn't be here. Like there shouldn't be a reason why I am here today. There's no reason why I am successful today other than the, by the grace of God, there go I. I cannot take credit for what he has given me in my life today because I shouldn't be alive. I tried to drink myself into sleep. I mean, um, into alcoholic sleeps. I tried to, I prayed to die because I was just so desperate. I tried to run my car into things so that I would, you know, possibly like kill myself. I mean, I had all sorts of trauma growing up and I use it as an excuse to drink. Once I realized that I was using that as a victim card to put myself into my own mental prison, I realized that like I am geared for more and God has more for me. So if you are wondering if you can do it and you were laying on a bathroom floor like I was, then I am here to tell you that you can do this. I promise you. Please, 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 please leave me some comments. Please leave me um, questions. I love questions. I love comments and reach out. Like you're not alone in this journey and you're not alone in this life. Like God didn't give you people in your life podcasts like this for you not to hear your story because I'm here to tell you that if I can do it, so can you, you know, like it does not matter what you go through in life. As long as you have an understanding that you can little by little every single day, it will chip away at that hardness that you have over your heart. So I wish you guys the best. I hope you have a beautiful day and I love you guys. And I hope that this podcast has helped or touched you or if you know somebody that it can help, please, please, please forward it to them. And I hope you make it an awesome day. All right, guys. Bye for now. Thank you for joining Danielle on Life Unfiltered with Danielle Knight. We hope these conversations have been insightful and inspiring. Remember, life's journey is made richer by embracing every moment. Stay tuned for more empowering episodes and continue thriving in every aspect of your life. Until next time, keep growing and embracing the journey.